At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for another episode of RFR Rundown. That's right, where we run down all the biggest Raider stories of the week. Myself and my good buddy, my best friend, Swag Jeff. Yeah, yeah. It's draft day, man. I'm so hype. Oh, my gosh, man. I'm so hype, bro. This is the best, dude. This yeah. is the best. We've already had a great day starting off. Did RFR Live with Uncle Mosh this morning. It was yes. a blast. Uh, all of Raider Nation was in on that one. Oh my gosh, we had like 91 people at one point in the chat joining in with us. It was that, great. That was so fun. So it was fun. so good. A lot of the made men were in there. Cody was in there. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who am I missing? Yeah, man? we oh, all, all of our the, UK. All people. the UK people. We had we had Queen Haley in there and 24 Karat Kev and uh, we Paul. had uh, Paul. Yeah, Paul. 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 Yeah. Paul. Yeah. yeah. We had like 90 minutes of Paul. We had 90 minutes of Paul. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Absolutely. So appreciate all of you joining us uh, at RFR Live this morning. Coffee with uh, with uh, the RFR crew, and now we're on to the RFR rundown, and this is where we hit some. Uh, this is where we, we kind of dive in a little bit more. We get yeah. a little bit more in detail in some of the big Raiders stories. So of course it is draft day, so we're going to celebrate and discuss the draft heavily. But before we get to the draft, Jeff, there's kind of been a running theme going on around this RFR rundown show, hasn't there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Breaking down, breaking down a quarterback, breaking down a quarterback. We've talked a lot about the quarterback play, uh, recently and I, and I teased it on Twitter and I, and I teased it, uh, and a couple of, uh, actually it was on RFR live, uh, that I had some, some numbers around a certain quarterback that, uh, that I wanted to go over. And, and this is not an attempt to indict or to create uh, you know, a narrative or an agenda or even push an opinion. I just, I really had a genuine interest in kind of how this unsettling, um, 
feeling has been around Derek Carr, and I wanted to kind of just dig into it and figure out why. And I think I stumbled across something that you all will find sure. very interesting. So before we get to that, though, Jeff, so when we talk about Derek Carr, yes, uh, he's pretty good in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, like, right, like, that's like, it's, it's like, what are the things about Derek Carr that we love about him? We love his faith. His, his, his dedication to his family, how he carries himself, represents himself, his moral compass, all those things, and how he represents himself, represents himself as a man. Yeah. Makes you feel good about being yeah. a Derek Carr and he, fan. And right? he loves being a Raider. And he loves being a freaking Raider. So those are the things that are a give me. The other give me has always been, well, he's kind of clutch. Like, he can come back. So what are some of Derek Carr's stats in the fourth quarter? Yeah, well, so, uh, so in, uh, as far as active quarterbacks go in okay. the NFL, um, he is ranked 10th. Uh, in fourth quarter comebacks, fourth quarter comebacks, and uh, the people that are ahead of him are uh, folks like, of course, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, uh, Russell Wilson, and Andy Dalton are the nine that are ahead of him. So pretty good company. Pretty, pretty good company. Pretty good company. Yeah, and pretty now, good company. Uh, and he has eighteen fourth quarter comebacks in his career. Eighteen fourth quarter comebacks. So yes, uh, and like seven of those I think were in twenty sixteen. You told me right. Yes. Yeah. Out of those eighteen, yeah, um, uh, almost half were were in that incredible season in that incredible season and then and then even three uh as as recently as this last year one of those against the bears right like that was a big game over there in uh in in england right uh yes yes but that fourth quarter comeback wasn't wasn't dc4 oh okay that one wasn't dc4 he didn't do it no he didn't do that who did that one uh, that was the defense that did that. That was one. the defense that did that, that one. De- yeah, defense and a little bit of Josh Jacobs for you. So you're saying that, okay, so he gets accredited for the comeback, but really it wasn't he wasn't directly responsible for it. Correct. So here's the numbers that I kind of stumbled across or some of the stats that I stumbled across, and here's okay. what I think I've landed on. And and this comes courtesy, the, the assemblance of the data comes from the AP. Um, it came through Josh Dubow. Um, I believe it. The, the person that put together it originally was even somebody else. But anyways, what I did was I came across this thing and it kind of sparked a few things in my brain. And then I took all this big, like, you know, semblance of data. They kind of narrowed it down. Like you and I talk about in our day job all the time. Like one of the things that we do for a living, literally, is we look at data, we interpret it, and then we present it to people. Like yes, we, we kind of narrow things out. We look for trends. We look for things within it. Yes. And so when I saw this 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 big group of numbers and all these stats and stuff, it I think it drew some context. So I wanted to bring it up on the show. So one of the things that the folks that are relentlessly supportive of Derek Carr, one of the things that they point to quite frequently, and and I take pride in it as well as a Raider fan, is that he's going to be the all-time leading passing uh, quarterback for this team by the time he gets done with his career, even if that's this year. Right. He's past Stabler in every significant category. Aside from championships, like mm-hmm. he's gonna have them all. Like all the regular season records. What what's the one that he doesn't have though? Because I don't know, because he's every, got completions and he's got all that is stuff. Is it touchdowns? I don't maybe. Does I, Gannon have that? No, I think Stabler, is it still Stabler? Stabler has that in cars too, because I think he passed Gannon this year. Because Gannon put out a video and said, "Congrats on passing right, the kid, right?" And all that, but okay. yeah. So I think the only the only stat of Stablers that he's chasing, I believe, is touchdowns, and he's like a few away. So he'll get that this year. Yeah. So he, at I mean, the end of this year, one of this year, yeah. right? So at the end of this year, he'll have every significant record. And so, um, 
you know, Stabler didn't put up a lot of numbers. And this is the thing that I want to, and this is, this, we're going to kind of follow me down this path, Raider Nation. Stabler got, was an MVP in 20, no, 20, in 1974. I'm pretty sure he only threw for like 2,500 yards. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I don't even know these. I don't have them in front of me. I'm pretty sure he threw for like 2,500 yards. Had like. I don't even think it was that many. And it's like 20-some touchdown passes and like 12 picks. And it was like 20 and 20 or something like that. Yeah, one of the seasons okay, right. he was 20 and 20. But they, but they used to win a lot. And that's where you can have an MVP season, not put up crazy numbers. Of course, defenses were played different back then, too. And there were only 14 games. But not put up crazy numbers, but still win an MVP. So yes. all those numbers that Derek puts up in the regular season – really don't account for much when you don't have the W's attached to them. Yes. And so Kenny, what was Kenny famous for? Even John Madden said it at, at his Hall of Fame induction. If I had to pick one guy to pass the ball in the fourth quarter to win the game, I'd pick Kenny Stabler. This is a man who had been exposed to every freaking player as a commentator and as a coach through the greatest eras we've ever seen or heard of in football. Absolutely. And he lands on Kenny. Granted, he's yes. biased, but still, point being is that Kenny was clutch. That's why we love Kenny. And he takes chances. I mean, he takes chances. You see that in his interception uh, stat as well, because Stabler does lead the Raiders with 150 touchdown passes in his career. Okay. But he had 143 interceptions. There you go. You know, and, and actually second on that list in touchdowns is uh, LaMonica. Oh really? So where's yeah. Derek? Derek is third right now. So Aha. so you got so you got uh, Stabler at one fifty. You got Lamonica at one forty eight, and you got Derek Carr at one forty three. Okay, so yeah, so, so he will pass. Yeah, he'll by pass mid season by, by week two or three. Probably. You would hope. Well, yeah, you would we think hope so. we yep. are hoping he does. Well, but yeah, at a minimum though, by mid season though, then then he's eclipsed uh, yeah. Stabler. Okay, so there you go. All right, so why then? So where are we going with all this? As I mentioned, there's an uneasy feeling around Derek Carr. You can call them, some people refer to those folks as haters. Uh, some people refer to the, the the relentless supporters as Kardashians or, you know what I mean? The yep. Whatever. Okay. But there's this divide in Raider Nation, and it showed up on this show, and we've discussed it uh, endlessly. And you all know us. We are going to support this man. He's, a, he's my favorite quarterback. My favorite quarterback right now. Yeah. Absolutely. But there is something about him that I doesn't sit well. So... All those good things we've established, why is it that I, I, uh, he doesn't sit well with us at times? Jeff, I think I've got it. Okay. Out of, you said he's got 18 total fourth quarter comebacks. Yes. Wins, okay? Yes. Did you know, and you do because we talked about this, Derek Carr also has 26 fourth quarter losses. Yes. So okay. he is 18 and 26 in the fourth quarter. Yes. Now, what does that mean? So what qualifies those 26 losses? Okay, follow me, Raider Nation. Again, I'm not here to give you an opinion. I'm just here to give you some numbers. I'm going to here to give you some context because the, the good stats don't draw into context. I'm going to give you something that draws into context for me. Why is it that at times I, I lack confidence in, in Derek Carr? So 26 times Derek Carr's Raiders have gotten the ball with either, either down by eight or less. Okay? So twice 
his team has gotten the ball down by eight. The rest of the times has been seven or less. And most of these, I won't give you each game individually, but most of these we're talking two points, three points, one point, four points, like that kind of a thing. Where Derek Carr's offense received the ball in the fourth quarter down by less than one score. Out of those 26, so 26 times that has happened and they have lost. All right. When you look at the turnover ratio or the turnover number in those 26 losses, okay, nine times the Raiders have turned the ball over that have been directly linked to Derek Carr. Two times he has fumbled, and seven times he's thrown an interception to lose the game. Also, if you look at four and outs, incomplete passes, check downs maybe that didn't even make it back to the line of scrimmage for a first down. Okay. When we add those in, 14 times I can find out of those 26, and I'm being nice, we can directly link Derek Carr's inability to close it out. Right. Right? As directly his fault. Yeah. So an entire season's worth of games, Derek Carr has lost in the fourth quarter that he's directly responsible for either by not attempting a pass that even gets back to the line of scrimmage, let alone a first down marker. Right. Or fumbled the ball or, or threw an interception. Right. Okay. Right. The debatable. So obviously that leaves eight left that are debatable. Only four out of these 26 games I could find that are clearly not his fault. Um, I'm thinking about Latavius Murray fumbling the ball. I'm thinking about just, just, uh, um, this this uh, in 2018, Doug Martin fumbled. Uh, that was against Indianapolis, uh, and that fumble cost us the game. That's not Derek Carr's fault. So there are four times where I've found where I'm like, okay, that's not. You can't pin that on Derek. Okay, but seven times he's thrown an interception. Two of those were pick sixes to yes. lose the game. So what I'm telling you, this Raider Nation, is that from 2014 to 2019, look it up, man, Jets. New England, San Diego, Arizona, San Diego, Chicago, Denver, Pittsburgh, Miami, Minnesota, Detroit, Kansas City, Green Bay, Kansas City, Atlanta, Kansas City, Denver, San Diego, Dallas, Philly. It's our freaking rivals. Right? The Broncos, the Dolphins, the Colts, Texans, Jaguars, and And I heard you say KC like eight times right there. Yeah, exactly. Like, holy crap, It's like, this is the stuff. So look, and I didn't even count up the division. So let me count. Okay, so we got... One, so count these with me, Swaggo. I'll name them. You count them. Denver, Denver, San Diego, Denver, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City, Denver, San Diego, San Diego. How many is that? 11. 11 times against our in-division rivals, Derek Carr has gotten the ball back less than a score in the fourth quarter and failed to win the game. Now, look, Raider Nation, I'm not, again, I'm not telling you to have an opinion. I'm just, I think this is the thing that I've landed on. Yes. That why we feel funky about him as our quarterback. I don't care if he throws for 4,000 yards in a season. If you don't throw for big yards, when it comes down to the game is on the line, what do you do when the game is on the line? And so far, unless somebody can hit me to something I'm not aware of, the track record is just not that great, man. Yeah. He's not that clutch. 
I'm with you, man. I'm with you. You know, yeah. And you can look at the numbers. And so, and so, what we've decided to do is we thought we would put those numbers side by side. Okay. We're going to put our numbers side by side with with quarterbacks that have similar careers, similar stats as Derek Carr. So you look at Derek Carr, and we already mentioned that seven of those comeback wins were in 2016, the the year that he balled. The year that he balled, and so and then you consider the Chicago game that he he didn't have a part of, and then you know, but you look and I mean he's got comeback wins where he threw one touchdown pass, one touchdown pass, one touchdown pass, two touchdown passes, zero touchdown pass, zero touchdown pass. You look at all those, and then you look at a guy like like Matt Stafford, who is also never, you know, hadn't doesn't have a lot of postseason experience and stuff like that. But you look at that guy, and he's got. Six touchdown pass, five, four, three, four, five, four, three. I mean, it's 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 all there together. And then you look at it. You look at the guy that's sitting behind him on the bench right now, Marcus Mariota, who he only he only has nine fourth quarter comebacks. Um, but the stat that looks really pretty to me is that he has one postseason fourth yeah, quarter comeback against KC. Against KC, and out of those nine fourth quarter comebacks that he has. He has two against Casey. Oh my gosh! He's got two, and both of them. Guess where they were at? In Arrowhead. In Arrowhead. In the cold. Oh my gosh! So you brought up Matt Stafford. So it's funny because one of these games, one of Matthews' fourth quarter comebacks, because the Raiders got the ball. Okay, down there. Nineteen thirteen was the final. Derek Carr had three downs. It was a three and out and a holding in the end zone for a safety. Now that's one example. I put it down as a question mark. Was it his fault because somebody held in the end zone? I don't know. Was he hanging on the ball too long? Like, I don't know. I didn't watch the play, so I yeah. left that. But there's yeah, a you perfect give the benefit of the doubt and say no. But there you go. But there's a perfect example where somebody like Matt Stafford balls out at that time, and, and Derek did. You know, and so th- what's also interesting, and now is we're just kind of talking through this. So 18 total wins. If you subtract the seven out from 2016, that leaves you with 11, right? With 11. All right. You know how many fourth quarter out the game with Chicago. All right. So then you got you got four fourth quarter losses on my list here, Mm -hmm. or or excuse me, three that uh, losses that happened in 2016. So that leaves me. It's if you take out the 2016. Oh yeah. He's 11 and 23. Uh huh. It gets worse. Yep. Okay. Exponentially worse. Okay. So go further with that. Go deeper into 2016. So he had seven. He had seven comeback from behind in the fourth quarter wins, but that same season he had three where he had an opportunity to win and didn't win. Yes. So that would mean instead of 12 and four, we would have been freaking 15 and one. And guess who's not playing in the game against the Colts? Derek Carr is not playing in the game against the Colts. So you say he rides the bench. Matt McGloin finishes out the season. You say, okay, at worst, you're going to be 14 and two. You're going to have the number one seed in the playoffs. And you're going to, I mean, and then what do we, and then what happens then? And then we're not having this freaking conversation because Derek Carr probably could have gotten one of the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? This is crazy. I mean, it's a lot of coulda, shoulda, woulda. I get it. But you know what, though? But these are the kind of things, though. This is context. Yes. Now we're giving you context. It's yes. not just, well, look at, look, if we're not, look, you got people on Twitter all the time. Well, look at Derek Carr's numbers. And this is not a per- shot at any particular person because everyone wants to promote their narrative for their guy. And look, and sure. I get it. And we're, again, this is not, I've gotten a lot of feedback on, on, on Twitter and stuff, Jeff, and even Facebook. And people will be like, well, Derek Carr hate. 
Look, it's not hate, it's not y'all. Hate, it's, man. Please understand this. It's I'm just trying to under I'm trying to understand my own fandom. Like, let alone yours. Like, I'm not telling you to have an opinion. I'm not telling you, oh, Derek Carr sucks. I'm not telling you Derek Carr is great. I'm not telling you you think whatever you want to think. What I'm telling you is that here's some numbers, here's yes. some context. This is how they make me feel. And sure. this is how I feel as a Raider fan. Sure. I love the guy. I hope he wins us a damn Super Bowl this year. But now I understand why I have an uneasy feeling about him because it has nothing to do with how great his numbers are. It has to do with what he does here. When he throws that pick to Marcus Peters in the end, and, and it gets picked off and, and scored for six and he grabs his junk on the way to the end zone and that's game over, that, that's how I feel about this. So, yes. And here it is, and it happens a lot. It happens more frequently than it doesn't. And right. that's why we're at where we're at. Yeah. And so yeah, and and you know, and and to piggyback on that, look, we love Carr. Carr's our favorite quarterback. He's QB one for the Raiders. We love the guy, but we want to win. Like I love Derek Carr, but I love the Raiders more. Amen. You know what I mean? I mean, plain and simple. I want to win. That's all it is. That's all it is. And you know, when you look at these stats, you go, okay, is this the guy that's going to bring us our fourth Lombardi? I don't know. I mean. I don't know, man. Some of these are rough. Like, okay, uh, here's the here's the worst one. Then, well, then we'll move on. So, in uh, December sixth, twenty fifteen. Okay, we're uh, we're playing Kansas City. The Raiders lose thirty four to twenty. Okay, when uh, the the Raiders had three series down in that game. Okay, they were tied when the when the Raiders got the ball the first time in the fourth quarter. Okay, they were tied, so they were down zero. Okay. They had three total series in that game. Derek Carr went interception, interception, pick six. Oh, no. Raiders lose 34-20. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, that hurts. So, it hurts. So you all, I love the guy, but it hurts. That hurts. You all decide. You tell me how that makes you exactly. feel. Exactly. And you want to dive deeper into this past season. Do it. So we had three. Uh, what was it? Yeah, we had three losses where we were within a score. Uh, and we lost. So this season, we lost twenty-seven to twenty-four in Houston. We lost twenty to sixteen as the last game in Oakland and Jacksonville, and then we lost sixteen to fifteen in Denver to close out the year. But a stat for Derek Carr that really popped out to me and was really Ooh. interesting to me. So on third down this year, on third down, Derek Carr threw the ball short of the first down line to gain on 44.1% of his passes on third down. That's 22nd out of 29 qualifying qualifying quarterbacks that can have that stat. So you look at all those ones where he went three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, how many more wins is that? Throw the ball. And and yes, you can say that that is the receiver's fault. Go up there to the first down marker and then break your route. But I don't know. Did it happen? I, I don't know. Forty-four percent of the time, is no. that all on them? Yeah, no, no, no. The it was, that, those were checkdowns. It's exactly what it is. It, or throwing are, it in the damn dirt. And that's the thing is, that, and that's what a lot of the stats are when you look at it individually. And I'll post this up on our social so you guys can look at all all of our notes on this thing. When you look at the amount of times he threw short of the line to gain, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yep. like I don't know. Anyways, it's very interesting. And so th- that said, let's move on from it. Um, I feel like we've exhausted this stuff at this point, and it, and it, and it uh, you know, whether the Raiders draft a quarterback this year or not, 
I feel like they should or could in the third round. We've now got the quarterback room seemingly rounded out for now because it's 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 Carr, Mariota, and then Peterman, right? Didn't Peterman yes. sign his tender or whatever? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's like a it's got like certain stimula stipulations on it or something like that. Like if someone else decides to pick him up, then we don't have to pay all of his salary or, or okay. something but like that. But he's guaranteed yeah. money from us essentially though at yes, this point. Yes, I believe so. So we think that's going to be the quarterback room. So I don't we, we probably unless someone really attractive falls to us. Yeah. Like I mean I could see him going or, Well, I could see him getting hurts in the third round or something like that if they really feel like they need another guy. You know, you know I don't bring know. another camp arm kind of thing. But you only bring in a camp arm for a third round. Like you're bringing in a guy to develop if you bring him in the third. So maybe. And then, and then Peterman, you, you move on from. I don't know. But, anyways, it's interesting. But I think, it, I mean, at a minimum at this point, it's Carr and Mariota. Yeah. That's that's your Raider quarterbacks this year. Yeah. And, and going to be Carr. Like it, there's no reason Derek Carr will lose his starting job week one. No, unless unless something crazy happens and he gets traded before the season starts, he will be QB one week. He'll be one. QB one week one, and yeah. so here's your chance, Derek. And I, you know, you would think that six years in, we should be well past the whole prove it year concept. But here you go, like this really is it. This like, really is. You know what I mean? Like it's. Well, yeah, I mean, we heard him get booed plenty in in Oakland. If you open up that big, beautiful freaking stadium in Las Vegas, and and you fail in the fourth quarter like this. Yeah, you crap the bed first game in, in Vegas. Guess what? There's Yikes. gonna be plenty of boo birds there too, buddy. Yikes. You know what I mean? Yep. That fresh start's gonna end real freaking quick yep. if you don't get off to a good start. Exactly. And I'm and I'm a newer Raider fan, so you know, so I, I didn't follow the team as much in the early two thousands. But like this situation with Mariota, this is what Gruden loves. He loves the second chance redemption quarterback, all that kind of stuff. And it it seems eerily similar with the Gannon stuff, man. I'm telling you. Big time. Absolutely big time. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so let's go. Let's move on. Um, so, all right, so we mentioned there's a draft. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there right. is. Here is the latest draft. There's a draft! Today's our draft! Watch out for drafts. This is the NFL draft. The first draft. Look, I'm into a draft. He's going pro in the draft. You're going to the draft? Surefire first round draft pick. Draft looks solid. Good luck with the draft. They drafted me. Apparently you were drafted. I drafted you. I got drafted. Another successful draft. Yeah. Shallow draft. Draft picks. It's my third draft. You only get drafted once. Oh, it's draft day. Let's talk about the draft. This is going to be the worst draft yet. It's our draft. If you draft me in the first round. Number one draft choice, signed a big contract. Excellent draft. Nashville Day. Nashville Day. Nashville Day. It's only appropriate we play that one because that was the last draft. Yeah. Still, it's the last time that we actually had a draft. Yeah, so. yeah. We want to add Vegas, baby. Vegas. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Hit it, dude. Play it. 
Vegas! Yeah, man. Vegas, baby, Vegas! Best movie ever. Well, yeah, we're going to be up 500 by midnight. <laughs> 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 Meet us at the at the at the uh what was it the bamboo lounge at five oh one. Well yeah. yeah and bring a friend. All right. So um there's a lot of fun stuff going on this week. First off, let's go ahead. We we talked all this business about Derek Carr. Well, it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what we as fans even think. What does Mike Mayock think about yeah. Derek Carr? Let's go ahead and check that out. Look, I, I try to tell people that you don't understand how good a quarterback Derek Carr is. I mean, the guy completed 70% of his passes, had almost a 3-to-1 touchdown-interception ratio. We were, I think, 11th in the league in yards. We were 9th in the league in passing yards, 13th in rush. I mean, we... we and he's under contract, and he's young. <laughs> and, and there's no guaranteed money left. I mean, every, everything's he's 28 years old, right? And he just completed 70% of his passes. And I try to tell people, yeah. you know, I think that the point number one is, listen, we got a quarterback in year two with John Gruden that's playing at a high level. There aren't many human beings out there that are going to play at a higher level than he does, okay? The caveat to that, and what gets people all excited, is I came in day one. And I said, look, my job is to evaluate every position Every year. And if we can get better, we will. If we can't, we won't. And people say, ah, you open the door and you're not. That, that, that's crazy. I mean, oh, John, and I, John and I respect and know what we have in Derek Carr. Trust me. Okay, all the rumors that are out there are rumors. My job is to evaluate every quarterback that's a free agent, every running back that's a free agent, every wideout, every lineman, and I do. I know you do. So... And we do, John and I. And so we're trying to get better at every position. First off, Mike Mayock is a badass. Dude. I love that guy, man. I love him and his whole friggin' family. His whole family, all the Mayocks. I love them. We're in for all the Mayocks. Yeah, we are. Here. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so very good stuff there. You know, and I think that's 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 the read. Like, yeah. It you know, he's your, he's not a bad guy. Like he's not no. a bad QB. Like no. he's good. Like there are a lot of things that Derek Carr does very, very well. Yeah. Once those things start translating into W's, all this rumor and talk right. will all go away. Yeah, when you can look at other teams in the league and be like, well, at least we're not in that situation. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a ton of other teams you're like, holy cow, I wouldn't want to be the Bears right now, stuck with Trubisky or, you know, I mean, something stupid like that. You know, we're in a good spot. For year, we've And we've actually, and I'll speak for myself on this, I've actually become spoiled because I remember Andrew Walter. I remember Jamarcus Russell. I remember, you know, even Dante Culpepper and Aaron Brooks and all that. Like, I remember all that. It was some Bruce Gradkowski. Like, it was like, you know, they all those players had like moments. Like, Culpepper had a moment against the Dolphins. Gradkowski had a moment against the Steelers. Carson was, Palmer. Carson Palmer, right? Like, Whoa. there and So, like, there were like, you know, we had years of, and years upon years of dysfunction yeah. at quarterback, man. Like, you know, um, Matt Schaub, uh, Matt Flynn. Like, uh -huh. I mean, we could go on and on about the, about the knuckleheads that we've had come yeah. through and play quarterback for the team. So we've become a little bit spoiled because Derek Carr, in all compared to all those people I just named, has been freaking really good. Right. Like, he's been very good. Yes. Only when you start comparing him to, like, literally Hall of Fame all-time greats like Kenny Stabler does it start to fall apart. Yeah. But that's what we do as fans. Well, and, we also, and then we also look, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but Please you, look, you look at our division. You look at our division, too. And so, you know, 
back in the day when, you know, you know, when Alex Smith was the quarterback. I mean, not back in the day. That was a couple of few years ago. But when Alex Smith was the quarterback in Kansas City, you're like, okay, well, Derek Carr, Alex Smith, you know, yeah, it's good. But then when you get the next level of player come in for one of our rivals, we're like, okay, now, now we need that we guy. We have to. We have to counter that. We have to. Yeah. Because you're talking about one of the more, and I feel gross even saying this, but one of the more dynamic players, not even just quarterback, but dynamic players to have yes. hit the NFL yes. in I, a long time. I hate him, but he's incredible. He's freaking good, man. It's insane how good yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. He's a and big- then this year, I mean, you think whether it's Justin Herbert, whether it's Tua, whoever it is, the Chargers are drafting a quarterback, and then you got Drew Locke coming up, and he's you know he's pretty special too. So you know what are we what are we doing? Yeah, you know, I mean, we kind of we're hungry. We want. We want to counter all that stuff. Yeah, we got to get after it, and that's the and that's the big thing is that we got to beat the Chiefs. We got to beat the best team in football, and and again, one of the more dynamic players and di- more dynamic offenses that we've seen since I don't know, like the 07 Patriots. Like, think about it. Like, when was the last time we saw a team that explosive where it was like it didn't matter how much you were down in the fourth quarter? Uh-huh. Speaking of all this fourth quarter stuff, uh-huh. it didn't. It doesn't matter. And the other thing about that guy too is, and here I go back on the Derek Carr thing again. The other thing is different about him too is that when the Chiefs are down by two scores in the fourth quarter, what's Patrick Mahomes doing? He's winning the game. We got this, guys. We got it. Let's go one play at a time. Okay, look one at this at a time. We got it. What's Derek Carr tech- doing? Look at exactly. He's sulking on the goddamn sideline. Exactly. Look at the first round of the playoffs this year when the Chiefs go down twenty-four to nothing against Houston and come back and win by thirty points. I'm like what? And down twenty-four, he's firing dudes up on the sideline. Yeah. Anyways, all right, st- we gotta stop. All right, okay. draft. There's a draft. There's a draft. <laughs> hey, Mike, you're about to. Uh embark on a virtual draft followed by a virtual off-season program. I'm just curious if you could speak to sort of the, the challenges of that and whether, you know, such a, li- a potentially limited off-season, what kind of effect will that have on the players that you bring in? And, and are some positions more difficult than others, like, say, quarterback? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And, you know, first of all, as far as the draft is concerned, I kind of laugh because everybody's talking about this virtual draft and how high tech it is. If you could see my living room right now, it's the ultimate in low tech. I've got five <laughs> huge whiteboards and I probably have a thousand magnets with names on them all over the place. Smart. So I kind of feel that. like I'm sitting in the Power middle of a 1976 draft good. room and, and it's kind of back to the future. Uh, but you're a hundred percent right. As far as the process is concerned, in the draft, we've spent a lot of time on Zoom. Uh, our coaches have done an unbelievable job of pr- preparing information to challenge the college player via the Zoom. Um, we pro- I, I don't even know how many we've done so far, but it's been pretty cool spending up to an hour with each of these individual kids and getting to know them that way. So from a draft process, Jerry, um, we're all doing it the same way. You know, nobody's got an advantage. And the Raiders are 100% prepared and ready to go, and we're excited about this draft. So uh, I don't think it it necessarily hurts anybody. We're all playing by the same rules. I think the harder thing with this draft is the medical side of it, you know, just trying to verify, especially the guys that had surgery after the new year, um, what kind of rehab they're having. uh, Are they going to be in time for training camp? And then we get into the whole process of will there be a training camp? 
Is there any part of the off-season program that won't be virtual? And, Jerry, I think that's where it really gets tricky. Uh, and that's where I'm really happy with Coach Gruden and, and, and the coaching staff. And, you know, we, we, they, we're going to start on April 27th so that our rookies can be involved and, and our draft picks can be involved. And, again, it, there's going to be a lot of meetings via Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever we're going to use for that. Um, we're going to emphasize um, the installation, the mental side of it. Uh, this is where having the right guys in the locker room, Jerry, mean a lot. You know, who's, who's working out on their own? Who's doing what's necessary to stay in shape to the extent that they can? Um, you mentioned the quarterback position. You know, we're very, very appreciative to have Derek Carr. He knows John's offense. He's going into year three of it. Uh, Marcus Mariota, you know, John and I both know him very, very well. So uh, we feel really good about the quarterback position. And uh, we feel good about the type of kids that we have in our program. Uh, the hard part is we've got a big free agency class, and we've got to kind of get them invested and up to speed as, as soon as possible. And I think that really is the trick right there. All right, so let's talk about Derek Carr. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, first off, shout out Jerry McDonald. No free shout outs. Busting with the boys. Yeah. Uh, Jerry McDonald there uh, with asking the question there on the conference call. That was pretty cool here uh, from our good buddy Jerry McDonald. Um, So, yeah, so pretty cool there. I like the fact that he's going lo-fi with it. Like, you know, I mean, not like the power goes out all the time in, in, in Oakland, but you know what I mean? Like, just that whole idea of, like, making it foolproof to where... Just power case. goes out, internet goes down, Zoom fails, like whatever. Yep. You still got your board going. Like, even and it's funny because, and I'm, you know, I'm not as an old school guy as Mayock is, obviously. But like, even for our show tonight, or every show we ever do, we go off. Listen, we go yeah. off printed materials. I don't go off our. I got six screens sitting here in front of me between my phone and everything else. But like, right. I don't rely on them for the show. Uh-huh. Everything up is printed in front of us because it's tangible. Yes. And if something screws up. You can't, this won't go away with this thing in front of me here. You know what I mean? So, right. so I kind of like that idea. How about you? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I, and you know, yeah. If, if the internet goes down or whatever, he, he can just hop on his cell phone or whatever and he's got everything right there. And you know, because you know, I don't know how the draft works is going to work this year, but I assume it's like fantasy football draft where, you know, if you don't make your pick within 10 minutes, you go on auto draft. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of a sudden it's like, and, and Jordan Love goes to the Oakland Raiders yeah, at 19. Yeah, exactly. Goes, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so pretty cool there. All right, so one more thing about Mayock and his setup here. So uh, as you all know, Mike Mayock and Rich Eisen, good friends from back in the NFL Network days. And, uh, and they still keep in touch quite a bit. And Rich has been doing this thing on his show and also social media where he's been taking the GM's at-home draft setup. So we've seen, like, Dave Gettleman, and we've seen Sean Payton, and we've seen, like, all these uh, – uh, I always forget the guy in Atlanta. Um, uh, oh, gosh, I'll come back to you with it. Um, but we've seen all the different GM's in their setup. Yeah. So people are asking about Mayock. And so Rich Eisen goes, well, I'll just text my buddy Mike. I'll text my buddy Mike, and I'll ask him what, what he's got. And this is what uh, Mayock hit him with on the show. You requested Mike Mayock. We did. We did. I texted Mike Mayock. and I- Thomas Dimitrov. I always forget his name. Nice. I texted Mike. I said the following to Mike. I'm like, you know, hey, look, many are probably texting you for information, but that's not me. What's me is I'm asking everybody for their home draft setup. Would you mind taking a photograph of it? And I got from Mayock this photograph. Okay, now this is a picture of 
the bay uh-huh. and in the city of San Francisco, like you're like looking across a st- like out of a window, uh-huh. across the street, across the bay to the city of San Francisco. <laughs> I got this from Mike Mayock pointing out that that is the city of San Francisco okay. across the water. Okay. SF in background, my draft room. I said, not your view from your draft room, your actual setup. Like you cracked me up, man. To which he then responds, I know what you meant. <laughs> dot, dot, oh. dot. Yes. I love that. Love it, man. Mike's the best, man. He's the absolute best. Absolutely. Best acquisition for the Raiders since I don't know when. Seriously. Like, yeah. He's changed. You know what? This is something we hadn't even talked about. Okay. You're even, as a newer fan, even though, I want your opinion on this. Okay. What has been more impactful? Now, sentimentally, John Gruden's return was much larger. When that happened, when that got announced, because, I mean, I'm the guy that this was like pre, way pre like YouTube stuff and like all that. I used to download Swaggo over freaking dial up download John Gruden's press conferences and listen to them because he was so fascinating to listen to, to talk about football, like post game and otherwise. Okay. So I've been a Gruden fan, like crazy, obnoxiously a fan of his for a long time. As many Raider nation has been. So when he got announced to return to the team, like Mark Davis famously said, this is a big effing deal. Yeah. And it really was as much as that, hit the sentiment button and the stand and the nostalgia button and all those things. I almost feel like depending, depending on what happens on this draft. Okay. If Mayock knocks it out of the park again, mm-hmm. Mike Mayock is the biggest thing to happen to the Raiders since we went to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, but kind of, kind of, kind of both um, because Gruden coming back, it's a huge deal. It was a huge deal, and it, it's funny because the last the last game that Gruden commentated was the uh, was the wild card round of the playoffs where the Chiefs got beat by his backup quarterback Marcus Mariota. Right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. so that was cool, and I got to see that uh, just a huge comeback win with that. But uh, but to see him come back, that was so cool. That was so cool, and then now it's like a one two punch because Gruden and Mayock are so close together. So it's I, I do think that that Mayock is is ultimately making the calls on all these things, but them together, them running things together is I mean could be one of the biggest Raider acquisitions ever. Ever, it's I that mean, balance ever. between the two of these guys, both of them together. They have so much freaking knowledge, and you know, and there's something too coming back into the league and coaching after you've been on the other side of it, knowing how to dissect people, knowing what to look for, doing your mock drafts, doing your quarterback camps, all that kind of stuff. There's something to that, bro. And I think there's going to be more teams that are going to be modeling after what the Raiders have done because in the next couple of years, I think we're going to see that, you know, there's something to that madness. I'm with you. You know, these guys, Gruden and Mayock, both were behind the scenes inside the walls of 32 NFL football teams. Yes. That whole idea of like, oh, the game passed Gruden by or this. No, man. Uh-uh. He's seen what Andy Reid does. 
He's seen what John Harbaugh does. Yes. He's seen what, like, you name it. Like, you name Bill Belichick. You name all the yeah. successful coaches in recent history. These guys were in production meetings with them. They were visiting with them when they were at their facilities and yes. whatnot. Like, They've had access to what breeds success in today's NFL. Yes, what does and what doesn't. And what doesn't. And yes. I'm, I'm with you, dude. There's I, no trial and there's not a whole lot of trial and error right now because they just see what doesn't work. So maybe it's the collective. Maybe it's the collective Gruden Mayock is the biggest that's thing. That's what I'm telling you. It's as exciting times, man. And I and at some point it's going to start to manifest success. It has yes. to. It has to. Um, all right. So cool stuff there. All right. So, you know, Gruden Mayock. Not a bad one-two punch, but yeah. eh, it's not quite Murph and Swago. Oh, no, no. That's the ultimate one-two punch. That's the ultimate one-two yeah. punch. Yeah, and we've, so, seen, we've seen a million mock drafts oh, going mock through drafts. our... Oh, my gosh. For months now, we've seen it. Enough and who's gonna, who are they going to take? Who are they going to take? Who are they going to take? So, because you've seen so many of those, we're going to give you two more. Oh, heck yeah. Why not? I mean, not? you know, enough with the mocks after hours. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Some people kill like with the mock mojo every day. I'm gonna do a mock draft every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, you keep at it, buddy. More you power do it, to man. You. He's mocking uh, and, and smoking mocking meat. And smoking meat, man. I love it. <laughs> so funny. Okay, so but uh we're not gonna give you a mock, but I, I will we've spent a lot of time over the past month or so yeah. talking about you know players that could be available for the Raiders. From Jerry Judy to C.D. Lamb to C.J. Henderson to, like, I don't know. We've talked about a whole bunch of different players. Uh, and so I, what I'd like to do is I, we're going we're gonna to land on uh, who we would like to see. Now, uh, I said it this morning on live, and, I'm, and I still mean it. I don't fall in love with players uh, because of two reasons. Number one, you set yourself up to be let down, a la Josh Allen last year. Everybody expected Josh Allen, yep. and we got Cleveland Farrell. Not that Cleveland Farrell, like, really had a good year in terms of run defense and still will, you know, we're going to hope has a good, uh, productive career. Uh-huh. Um, but he didn't do what Josh Allen did. And so that made us feel let down in the moment. Right. When, when the Raiders announced that pick. So I don't get married to players for that. And also I don't want to get married to players because they might be wearing a chief's uniform or a Bronco uniform or a charger uniform. And so I don't want to fall in love with Henry Ruggs the third, because if I do, and now all of a sudden he's a Bronco, uh, guess what? That sucks. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. Then I hate you. Then I hate you. And I yeah. don't want to put myself through that. So I don't typically fall in love with players and neither do you, but I will tell you kind of who I'd like to see him pick. Okay. Okay. So you go first. So the Raiders have, we're going to do the first round. So the Raiders have two picks in the first round, 12 and 19 swaggo. Who would you like to see the Raiders draft at 12? I believe who do I who do I want or who do I think? Who do you want? Not who you think. Not not let's not mock it with strategy. Let's just give as a, as a fan of players, who would who would you like to see be a Raider? Henry Ruggs. Okay? Ruggs. Now as, who do I think as, they're going to cuz cuz it's it, cuz it's two different cuz it's two different answers. Uh, no, give me your guts. Give me your feelings. Who, who my feeling of F- who I think they're going to Football's an emotional thing. Let's stick with the emotion of it. Oh, well then. Why would you feel like if, if, if they announce Henry Ruggs at 12, are you going, yeah! Like, yeah. Why is that? Why? Because he's a speedster. Because he's fast. Because he's quick. Because he's quick. He, he would be our Tyreek Hill. Because he would be our Tyreek Hill. Okay. Because we're go. all about, we're all about making the team better, but we're all about countering. Because right now you've got those stupid guys in in red and yellow up there. Best team in football. 
best team in football, and Tyreek Hill is burning fools. And there's something to that. There's something to the quickness and all that stuff. So Henry Ruggs is that kind of guy. That's who I would want. And that's Al Davis, man. Yeah. You can't coach speed. Like exactly. you coach the rest of the stuff into him. Get give me the guys with the most natural ability and exactly. go from there. All right. So I'll give you mine now at 12. Yeah. Um, and listen, I'm not even convinced that we're gonna take a wide receiver at 12. We'll see. We talked earlier about how we'll see how the run on wide receivers goes, and the Raiders could possibly be the ones to kick that off. But I mean, I, I really do feel like any position just about is up for the Raiders at 12. Yes. We could see defensive tackle. We could see corner. I mean, I don't think we're going to see, you know, quarterback. I don't think we're going to see, you know, safety. But could we see wide receiver, corner, linebacker, defensive lineman? Heck, I mean, I don't I don't think there's any guards that are like, you know, you're not talking about like Quentin Nelson capabilities here. Yeah. But we got deficit still at, in the in the line, depending on what we do with Gabe Jackson. Like there yep. really are a lot of directions, Raider Nation. That's why I say don't get hung up on any one particular thing. But if I'm going with my feeling, if I'm going with my with my Raider fandom, what would I want to see? I'd want to see Derek Carr, after all this business I've been giving Derek Carr. Like we say, he's our guy. We're going to root for him. And I feel Derek Carr's a better quarterback with someone that's got vice grips for hands, is an incredibly reliable target. I'm not talking about the best route runner. I'm not talking about the best anything. I'm talking about a guy that will fight and ball out to go get the football, that will be that dog, as Dion always says. Yes. Who's the dog that's a wide receiver. It's CD Lamb. Yes. That's the guy that I want because I think that's what's best for Derek. Because yes. when Derek trusts his guy to go make a play, not because that guy's, you know, 19 yards wide open like Amari Cooper, but because he can trust him like Michael Crabtree to go and beat the S out of somebody to fight for the football. Yes. That's the guy that I want. And he's the guy, and he's the guy I wrote down that I believe they I believe they will go get him. Not take emotions out of it. Who I who I think the team will get is it's CD Lamb, man. That's yeah. the one that will really fire me up, man. Again, because I, I think that's best for Derek. And then even if you know if it doesn't end up working out as with Derek, it'll work out with somebody else. Because this is a guy that you you know by all uh, accounts is going to be a 12-year starter in the league. This is a guy that's going to be wide receiver number one. Yep. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the athletic ability. He's got all the things. And he's, a again, he's a dog. He's got that mental approach to the game, the work ethic. He loves football as much as John Gruden does, and that's what will get you uh, drafted by the Oakland Raiders nowadays, or yep. Las Vegas Raiders. All right, so now we go to 19. Who's Give me your guts, man. Uh, we're taking corner at 19. Okay, we're taking corner at nineteen, and I have uh, I have Trayvon Diggs from Alabama. Some bitch, I had the same guy. Okay, yeah. go ahead. You tell me why you you like him. You want me to pick a different one? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't. No, because I want this to be what we as fans yeah. like. The I, that's who I think. I I, I think because you know we've got we've got Worley who we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I guess is he a free agent? Is he gone? Do we know? Uh, do we know? Who, about Worley? Yeah. Yeah, he's just out there. He hasn't been signed by anybody. Okay, he hasn't been yeah, signed by yeah. anybody. Okay, so you got Trayvon Mullen, you got Isaiah Johnson. You need another guy. You need another guy for sure. So so that's that's my pick. It would round out nicely with um, you know, because we've got we've got the safety that we got from Cleveland. Um uh I'm blanking on his name. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Randall. Randall, yes. We've got him and Abram back there in the back. 
and then we've got uh, we've got uh, uh, Joiner in the slot, and then we would have Trayvon Mullen and uh, and Diggs and on the two corners on the two and, corners. And I, I mean, it's it's just a need. It's a need. All right, so I like Diggs as well. I like him because he's got the speed. He's got the size. He's six one. Yeah. So he's a big corner, which mm-hmm. we need, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're going against. Think about who we're again, who we're trying to cover here. Yes. Trying to cover Keenan Allen. We're trying to cover right. Okay. Exactly. So I I, I think he, he's he's good in that way. He's got all the natural ability. He also I think is a dog. This is the same guy. He's a, he's a younger brother of Stefan Diggs. Uh, he is a uh, former wide receiver. So his ball skills are fantastic. Yes, route so, running is good, all that stuff. All that's this guy can run the route for the receivers. So yes. I mean this guy can go up and get he's got good ball skills. He's got decent hands. Only because Nick Saban convinced him to to convert to corner is he even playing defense at all. So this guy has got some skills and that's what we need. We need somebody that can create turnovers for the team. But here's the thing that no one has talked about much. And here okay. you're going to tell you why the 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 intangible, the thing that makes me love him. What's Not that? only does he play in the SEC, but who did he practice against every single day? Uh, Rugs and Judy. Thank you. Uh huh. Two of the top three wide receivers in the draft. This guy had to go against every single day in practice. Exactly. Give me that guy. Yep. Give me that guy. Give me the guy that's been tested already uh-huh. and proven already uh-huh. because this guy, and not only in the SEC, but playing in Alabama, has been going up against pro-level talent for, oh, I don't know, three years. Exactly. Like, give me that guy. Exactly. He's got the he's got the, the pedigree. He's got the legacy from the family already. Yes. He's got the school legacy. He's got the 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 uh, the, the bona fides and, and who he's been going up against. Exactly. He's got championships. Like, yes. Got yeah. the work ethic, like exactly. Come on, man! Like, what else do you want? And yep. and we need a freak, like you said. We need a goddamn corner. This is the guy, dude. I think Trayvon Diggs, even more so than Henderson. Like, if Trayvon Diggs is the pick at twelve, okay. Like, I'm yeah. good with that. Like, yes, yeah. come on with that. Like, I'm that, with you. And I, you know, and drafting guys, there's something to me, and and I don't know, I, I may be silly saying this, but I think there's something about drafting guys that have teammates that are currently on the team. Heck yeah, they love that. There's I love of- that. I mean, like draft or drafting a guy like Trayvon Diggs, and you got Josh Jacobs, who we was hanging out with all last season, or you know, or if we go, you know, or if we get rugs, and then this guy picking all Alabama first round. I mean, th- dude, that's awesome. I think it's awesome. That's too. awesome. I'm with you. There's a lot of synergy there, and in yeah, fact, and it I, creates a good culture. You I, know, I think we already saw it even last year. Yes. Think about all the Clemson guys that we got. We joke about Mullen and Renfro and 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 Farrell after uh, the E to the R, right? Yeah. But I know we joke about the, that, but it really that's a big deal. Like drafting all those kind of guys, yes. man. You know what I mean? Because it, it, they already have cohesion, uh-huh. and they've already been coached by the best. Yeah. You talk about Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban, and, and they know what and, it takes even, to win. Yes, even they coach got a winning o. spirit. Yes, man. I'm with you, dude. I'm yep. totally with you. And that's you know. Like, like I mentioned about Renfro when we drafted him last year, I'm like, every time I turn on a Clemson game, this guy's catching touchdown passes. So yep. give us that guy. Yep. We talked about Jawan Jennings in that fashion. Like, every time we turn on a UT game, that's the guy catching touchdown passes. Yep. Give me that guy. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, give me the guy that every time I turn on the TV, Trayvon Diggs is making a play in the secondary for with Alabama. You. Give me that guy. Yep. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm with you, dude. So, all right, man, this has been fun, Swago. Yes, so, sir. Um, man, we got to... We got a Tales from the Nation to get to. We got Mojo's Pod Show going on tonight. Happy draft day, Raider Nation. Yeah, enjoy it, man. Just soak up this moment. We're all here doing the same thing you are. We're watching it in front of our TVs, hanging out with 
fellow Raider fans and all that stuff, just enjoy it, man. This is going to be so much fun. So much fun. We finally got a sporting event. Oh, my gosh. Thank God, right? And no one's even keeping score. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But we went we went to the store earlier today to, to go get our beverages for the night and all kinds of stuff. And I saw people walking around with all kinds of team jerseys and stuff yeah, on dude. and, like, hats and stuff like that. I'm like, man, that's cool. People are into it already. Yeah, man. heck yeah. Killer, dude. Asking us who we think they're going to Raiders yeah. are going to draft. And so, of course, of course, we're all in our gear already. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty cool stuff, man. It's awesome. So. All right, Swaggo, you got anything before we check out? That's it, man. RFR Rundown, baby. Draft style. Peace. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.